This is the Plur Podcast, episode 12. What's up, GMP gang? It's your girl, Give Me Plur. And coming up on this episode, we'll discuss the positives and negatives of the rave scene being mass marketed and how to cope with change. All that and more on the way. everybody and welcome back to the Plur Podcast. It's your girl Give Me Plur. I'm super excited to be here once again and I have missed you guys so fucking much. I've just been real busy with my family trying to just be a good hostess for the holidays and I had people over and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed my family uh, but it was very very stressful. I'm just really glad that it's over and um, I think next year I might just go ahead and script a script skip Christmas because it's just too fucking much pressure, too much pressure. But anyway, um, just a little update about myself. I drank, so I'm not sober (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not doing my sober streak anymore, but I did drink on uh, Christmas and New Year's a little bit. Um, And I have to say that I'm not, I was kind of nervous about it. And I was kind of scared that I was going to like, just mess up and get back into my old habits of just getting super fucked up and not taking care of my responsibilities. And I'd have to say that my mindset from being sober for so long has really helped me uh, just kind of grow up a little bit, get more focused on um, just my goals and like what I want to do. And it helped me uh, just set healthier uh, like healthier like goals for myself and form healthier habits and also just set boundaries for myself that I never would have done if I didn't take that break. So I'm like super proud of myself, give myself a little pat on the back. So if you guys are thinking about, you know, being sober for uh, the new year, just trying to start out the new year kind of clean, I encourage you to do it. I did it for the last five months of um 2019 and it worked out super fucking awesome for me and I feel super ready to take on 2020. Okay guys so moving on to the topic we are going to talk about um, I know the topic is posers versus rave babies. I came up with that title because um, I don't know I don't even know if there is a such thing as like a poser in the rave scene. Maybe there is. We're going to talk about it. I'm just going to give you my opinions about it. But um, most people who are considered posers in the scene are usually rave babies, people who are new to the scene and who are trying to figure out what it's all about. So that's why I titled it Posers versus Rave Babies. And I think that this is going to be very interesting to talk about. So I'm going to read this quote that I found Um, it is by this woman named Reed Speed, who is an artist. Uh, she's a DJ. She's been in the scene for about 20 years, maybe a little bit more. Her real name is Reed Magalis. I think that's how you say it. She's originally from New York and her genres are dubstep, drum and bass, trap music, and electro house. And she owns two record labels, Play Me Records and Play Me Two Records. So this is a quote that I found, um, that I think that, relates to the topic that we're going to talk about. 
Dance music as an underground culture used to be a safe haven for those who didn't fit into the mainstream, to have a refuge for our weirdness. Now, most of it's populated by the kids we once sought to escape from. So again, that is a quote from this woman named Reed Speed, and uh, this was actually a meme that was on Reddit, and this was posted like two weeks ago, even though that this was actually a quote from back in uh, 2014. So even though it was from a while ago, it still, I'm guessing, has some relevance because somebody reposted it, and people had a lot to say about it in the subreddit. So, um, and, and so did, so did I. Um, I I'd had a lot of opinions about it, so I wrote them down, and we're going to talk about them today. So I think that it's really interesting because this quote really like perpetuates this like us versus them mentality between like the old school and the new school. And um, even myself, I've caught myself having that us versus them mentality, even being in the scene for only six years. And uh, if you go to a lot of events um, or if you party a lot, like that's a long time in raver years, but still it's only six years, you know, compared to people who are the old, you know, been in for 20 plus years. So even myself, I find myself having having an opinion about people who are just entering into the scene who might not respect it or understand it. When in retrospect, thinking back, like, you know, I don't necessarily understand everything. And I'm sure that there are people who are 10 years, especially 20 years, looking at me probably have heard something that I've said and have probably thought like, you know, oh, maybe, you know, she's not actually, you know, doing the things that us ravers did back then, or she's not upholding these certain values, or she doesn't know what she's talking about. So it's just very interesting because there's a different dynamic um, depending on like what, uh, what direction you're looking at it from and like, and how long you've been attending raves and festivals you know everybody has their certain opinions and and then if you even want to get deeper into it there are different cliques within the scene different types of um different types of communities within the scene um depending on like what genre you listen to um ravers who are like into hardcore and hard style are totally different than people who are in the you know house community uh and you know it's kind of unfair to like put everyone up under this umbrella but we are for today because you know i can't get into every single genre but that's just something to think about um so as i was reading people's comments a couple of um a few points kind of stood out to me because there are some people who agreed with the quote and some people who didn't agree um but the people who didn't really agree with the quote, um, they had made points like that the frat bros or the cheerleaders, you know, the popular people, were always weird, but they could pass or just chose to conform so that they could fit in. And I kind of agree with that because in high school, you know, you don't know who you are. You know, you're just you're just testing things out in order to see, you know, how you fit in. So, you know, and we're going to get into that in a second, but I want to read this comment that somebody wrote that backs up that point. Someone said, this is it. 
I spent the first three decades of my life quietly and miserably passing for normal. I finally decided to go to a rave last year. And what the fuck is up? You are my people. I always belonged here. I just didn't realize it. And you know what? I fucking feel that. And I personally never was, I was never really a social outcast in high school. Not really. I did feel like I kind of played the part a little bit in order to be accepted. And it was very easy for me to do it, especially if it's easy for you to be accepted amongst uh, popular or cool kids or whatever, or the people that are, you know, liked the most. Uh, It's if it's easy for you, sometimes it's just easy to just play along, you know, and I understand that even though I don't consider myself an outcast really because I'm also like very like personable and I can relate to people of all different backgrounds. That's just because that's how my mind works. I'm just a chameleon. But I do understand this, this, you know, drudging and going through life and, you know, pretending to be someone. I do have an understanding of that. And so I, I get the fact that, you know, you see somebody at a rave that you saw in high school who was a bitch to you and who was actually like a mean person or a super popular person who like never spoke to you or was rude to you. And now you see him at a rave spreading, plurring, you know, trading candy beads. And you're just thinking, you fucking fake bitch. Like, <laughs> like I, I get that. But we got to understand that, you know, people grow up. You're not the same person that you was in high school. You know what I'm saying? People mature. I'm not the same. I hope you're not the same person that you was back in high school, um, grammar school or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Even fucking last year. I'm totally different. I just was at um, a little party for New Year's at a friend's party. Shout out to Valerie. But I was just at her party and uh, ran into a, a buddy of mine that I've seen a couple times just out in, you know, in our little industry scene. And he just told me that, like, I had totally changed from the last time me and him spoke, which was last year around North Coast. Um, I, like was completely different and he's right I like at first I was just like no I'm still the same but like really I am different a lot can change in a year you know what I'm saying um that's just to to make you guys just think a little bit about you know maybe not being as harsh on people who are coming into the scene who are new who maybe are just trying to figure out who they are and and maybe the scene is for them maybe it's not maybe they're just coming to get fucked up and have a good time I think as ravers it's just our place to not judge and to just be good people and as long as they're not hurting us or hurting other people we just got to let people do what they do you know what I'm saying so I thought that was an interesting point another point that was made is that uh, EDM brings out the good in people. And I can totally agree with that because remember when I was talking about rave spirituality and how going to the rave invokes this type of like this feeling, this emotional feeling of like happiness and, and love and positivity and all this like great bursting energy. Like that is true. So the music, the experience, the production, the 
you know, the lights and the people and even the drugs, like all of that is a fucking awesome time. And it brings the good out in people. It makes people feel, you know, happy and and happiness is contagious. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's true, too. Um, also, I, this article or this uh, quote was around 2014. So this was kind of geared. I think Re- Read Speed was kind of gearing it towards um, like when there was like a major transition from like underground to mainstream within the EDM community. So even though this does still have its relevance because the scene is constantly changing um, because of technology, which we'll get into, like it's still, it's, I think that this quote was still more so geared towards that time. So I think that, you know, people are becoming, people are, are becoming, uh, more it's not not like a a people who are weird coming into the scene to escape like you know the society I think that it's just everybody in society like period who are just coming into a scene that they love and they're just finding out that they're weird too they're like everybody's weird actually I don't know if I'm making any sense but I just I feel like we're all a little like loopy and weird in some kind of awesome way and that when we go to the rave it just brings it out in us and you know and it it just it just forms this like awesome bond and it just makes us become this like super awesome being um I'm getting a little excited I don't know if y'all can tell but yeah so and I think it's also important to think about why do people attend the events in the first place you know why would somebody who is maybe pretending to be somebody they're not in the, you know, in regular life, you know, or not, it doesn't matter. But why would somebody want to come into this type of crazy environment? Uh, It's very simple. It's because they want to feel free and they want to be free from judgment. That makes a lot of sense to me. They want to be who they've always wanted to be or at least try something new and get out of that mundane life that they have built for themselves or that society has built for them and that they chose to put a down payment on you know what I'm saying like people people want to try new things and we should be open to that right also it's a fucking blast going to a rave is fun it's fun who doesn't want to go to an adult theme park you know what I'm saying like it's so much fun so that's why people show up also why people show up is because of the music and you have to think back in the day music was the music was underground it wasn't that's why that we had raves like real raves authentic illegal raves um, it was it was music that wasn't played on the radio. So, you know, you had these producers and these DJs who were creating this type of atmosphere for people who like this certain style of music. And it was, you know, exclusive, you know, now because of technology now, you know, they, they've created this type of formalic type of sound where it appeals to the masses so you know like 
I know people love Marshmallow, but a lot of his music is formalic. It's very catchy, and it's in it's set us in a certain way where it gets people to like it and tune in, and that's why he is you know where he is today. And I like Marshmallow's music. I'm just using him as an example. Uh, if once EDM became uh, caught on in America and became mass marketed then corporate got involved and it became this uh this cash cow so once corporate gets involved you know the love and the and the authenticity of any type of artistry kind of fades and you know dollar signs are the main objective so they created this formula you know as they would do in all genres that is catchy and makes people want to show up and maybe people who are not necessarily you know the type of people that would be in an underground type of rave so that's why you got kind of got these like old school people who are looking at these newer people who are like you know you're a fucking poser like you don't even listen to real electronic music you're listening to EDM the corporate version of what you know what what's really real you know what I'm saying so I do understand that that does make sense to me but at the same time like I gotta be real I like EDM too I do I do like the catchy shit and maybe it's because my brain is just you know entranced and hypnotized by the (laughs) corporate people I don't know but and I also I don't try I'm not gonna say I don't care because I do care about authenticity uh but I'm gonna say that I am I'm okay with where the EDM scene or the rave scene is going because in order for things to um to like just become better and greater and to grow it has to evolve and it has to keep up with the times so let's talk about some positives and some negatives about new people coming into the scene so some positives would be that most things that get discovered and adopted by people are usually good so i don't think it's a bad thing i think we could check that off the list that you know, if lots of people are hopping on to it, uh, no matter what it is, usually it's a good thing. It, there's some good behind it, you know. Some people, people are seeing the good in it, you know. Also, you get to see and hear your favorite artists play at a level of production that would not exist without this type of market. Some people have seen their favorite artists in like a little like club. What, even though it's like intimate and nice, and they get to, you know, maybe be front row. It is nothing compared to the production of EDC. The speakers, the laser lights, the fireworks, the performers, the art installations, the fucking carnival rides. The experience is totally different. And to be able to see somebody who you fucking love or to hear the music that you just can't get enough of that just gives you goosebumps when you listen to it even by yourself when you're alone and to see it at the level of production of a massive like EDC or DEFCON 1 like that is priceless and I think that that couldn't have been without the influx in population without the 
masses, you know what I'm saying, coming into the scene, including myself, because I could consider myself one of the masses, uh, one of the masses that came into uh, into the scene because I came into the scene around 2013. At the end of 2013 is when I came in. And uh, that was right around the time that it was becoming uh, very popular. Skrillex was the shit. He was a god to me. Like, I really, I still love Skrillex, but I listen to, like, that's who I listen to. You know what I'm saying? And my tastes have evolved and changed over time, as you know, with anything that you first get into. But I think that it's just important, and, and it's just important for us to just, like, understand and respect that, Like, we wouldn't even have the scene that we have without the masses coming. You know, we need that money. Also, you get to discover more artists that you wouldn't usually pay to go see, you know? I've seen so many artists and heard so many different music where I'm just like, oh, my God, like, who is this? Like, who is that? And looking looking them up listening to their music alone, like a junkie kid. I found him at um, EDC Las Vegas uh, last year or 2017. I found him, I mean, 2018, I found him and he changed my life. Like I really love his music. I really love him live. He had a live mariachi, I think that's how you say it, mariachi band playing during his set. It was so awesome. Like, and I would have never known, I would have never known him if I didn't go to EDC Las Vegas. So that's something to think about. Also, another positive is that artists and and the promoters have an opportunity to make some real money, to become very wealthy and uh, successful and have a very serious career and track record. And I think that that's important. If it was very smaller and it remained underground, people wouldn't be able to live the lifestyle that they live today. And I want everybody in the community to thrive. Now, moving on to some negatives. I think more people, more problems, and more people looking to take advantage of a quote-unquote carefree environment. So you definitely have people who are coming into the scene who are looking to just make money off people, you know, giving them bad drugs, uh, and then also drugging women and raping them. Um, I, I know, I don't think that that's like super prevalent. I'm not sure cause I don't know statistics about that, but I have heard it sometimes, uh, from different women over the internet about, you know, being taken advantage of and raped or, or drugged at, uh, festivals or raves. Uh, so, you know, that's a problem. And just with anything that's super fucking awesome, you're always going to have some people who are coming in with that fucking negativity and that evil type of spirit. Another negative could be that it attracts uh, more of a party crowd uh, that might not be there for like the community or even the music for that matter. Like people who are just coming to, you know, just get fucked up and have a good time and who are not really there for the, you know, the plur, the people to, to like love people and to meet new people and to build a relationship with other people. You know what I'm saying? Some people are just there to just have a good time. And that can cause bumping heads within the community between people, I think. Um, also, people having their phones out, people uh, putting other people on blast and an invasion of privacy. There's literally no privacy 
at festivals now, um, just there's just no privacy. You just you can't let your fucking freak flag fly. Like literally, you can't. You can't. I mean, I'm surprised that women still go topless um, because there are a lot of people who get just put on the internet, and I'm sure it's younger people. And you know, if that's you. You know what I'm saying? You got to check yourself because everybody's there for a good time. Also, you got to remember there are some people who have real jobs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not not everybody, you know, is lucky enough to, you know, do nothing all day or have a job like mine where I'm just talking on a a microphone and typing on a computer and modeling and shit. Like some people and some people don't want to do that. Some people like their corporate job and their 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 structured life. And we have to respect that. We have to make sure that if you do film things, because I know you want to film things in the moment sometimes. I know I do. Maybe go up to that person and just be like, hey, like I got this really awesome clip of you. Do you mind if I post it and tag you maybe? You know what I'm saying? Rather than them seeing themselves on EDM Twitter the next day fucking tweaking out and, you know, now their job is calling them saying that they're fired and they now they can't like, support their family you know we, we just got it i mean it's very extreme but it's fucking real like and that's happened before the internet has no mercy okay and again like i mentioned uh because of the masses edm has uh become a, a formalic music there's this quote on vice.com by Thumpstaff, and it says edm has come to be associated formalic music crass and mass culture and mainstream everything that the electronica music culture purported to be against and i think that is true in some aspect this is also a quote from um back in 2015 so so about five years ago but i mean nothing has really actually changed i feel like i feel like that's still kind of true there still is a lot of like kind of corny music honestly there's music that I listen to that's on like my my rave playlist that I made back in 2013, 14, and 15. Like during those three years, I have a playlist that, you know, I haven't touched that, that I listen to sometimes. And there are some like really, there's some really formalic music on there, but I love it. And I love it because it's what I first listened to when I got into the scene. So it holds weight in that aspect where it's like, that's what got me introduced to the scene. And it's what made me like fall in love with the scene. So, you know, it, I, I just kind of have like that love hate relationship with the format, the formalic type of um, label we try to put on EDM. And because it's, it's true, but it's, is it bad? Is it a bad thing? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's, that's for you to decide. And, um, I want to give you guys some alternatives. So if you do agree that this, that we have some people into the scene that, you know, are the people that we've tried to escape and the people that are just kind of like making it shitty and not making it fun for you anymore. Some alternatives could be to stay at smaller venues, uh, go to just the club, uh, venues are, you know, like here in Chicago, we have the Aragon Ballroom, we have Concord Music Hall. Uh, that way you can still get some level of production, but it's a smaller, definitely not uh, North Coast or Spring Awakening. Those are the festivals here in Chicago that are uh, bigger, you know. Um, also, underground events. Go to some underground events. And if you don't know any, 
then, you know, maybe you just need to start being involved more in the scene, maybe network a little bit more, uh, maybe get involved with like staff at different festivals and clubs so you can get more of like the underground vibe. Um, myself, I have a lot of friends who are in the industry. So I guess you could say I do go to some underground like re like parties that they're more like house music parties um, because in Chicago, it's not like. It's not like in the movies where, you know, you had like in the 90s where they had like, you know, the super neon like outfits and they got pacifiers. Like, I mean, that's still like 90s, but that type of like sound and music and look is not here or I haven't like found it yet in Chicago. The scene that is underground here is more of like the deep house, tech house, like all wearing like all black sexy colors, rolling balls, just chilling, you know, just very, very chill, but like lovely music. Like our, the, our house music is the shit. I know I just went off into a tangent, but underground events is something that you could look into. If the mass, the massives, the big ass festivals are just a little bit too much for you, or they're like kind of turning you off from what you thought the scene would be or what the scene used to be. Now, let's talk about what was the catalyst for change. Uh, what made the masses or what created the influx in attendees at these events or at raves and festivals? I think that it was definitely technology. If you think about how uh, technology plays a role in the rave scene period, even in the 90s technology, it was played a big, it's a big part of our culture. Internet had a big influence on the rave scene. And now, um, fast forwarding 20 plus years, it's affected how the music has been produced and how it's sounded over the past 20 years. We're talking about like faster internet connection, digital software that's free, portable computers like almost anybody I hate to say that but like almost anybody can be a DJ I'm not saying almost anybody can be a successful or a good DJ but you have to think the the amount of people who can get involved in this culture and create music has just influxed completely um, and also relating back to what I said before it has also allowed for corporate to kind of take over and create and push this formalic music that we listen to that has got the masses that has encouraged the masses to come into the scene so I think that's just something to think about um, is it a bad thing I don't think so you know it change is always uncomfortable but that's important for us to move forward and to be awesome. Like, we need to change. We have to grow. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's a good thing either because I do believe in authenticity and I do believe in originality. And I, I just think that it's important for us to just understand where we've been, uh, where we are, and where we're going. For us to be conscious ravers, and to be active participants in our scene so that everybody is just, you know, well-informed and comfortable because the only time I feel like people really get 
you know, become assholes and bitchy to other people about anything is like just ignorant ignorance, just a lack of knowledge or understanding of things um, and lack of tolerance, of course. But like, really, it's just the ignorance aspect. So we just need to educate ourselves and, you know, become become more aware of like what's going on and where we're going because then it could be a more pleasurable ride um into the future remember like the rave scene is all about technology and it's and it's a youth culture 15 to 25 year olds you know what i'm saying i mean i I just passed it this this year you know i'm I'm 26 now but you know in my mind i'm like fucking 19 but seriously like it's a youth culture and we have to protect our youth and we have to encourage them to stay in the scene and be safe. And, um, you know, we're, we're not going to be here forever. You know, we're not going to, we can't hold the flag forever. We got to pass it off to somebody else, to the younger generation. So I just have like a few suggestions for you guys. Um, well, these are just things that I'm going to work on. And I think that it would help you guys through these like, you know, weird times that we're, you know, experiencing with the internet and everything. I think it's important for us to, as ravers to not be snappy, uh, to not be mean to people who are just exploring their interest and trying to discover who they are. You know, some people are just at different stages in their lives and, you know, it's not fair for you to be mean or judgmental to people who are coming into the scene for the first time who are probably not what a usual raver is like you know people come from all different backgrounds and walks of life and we come for one you know common thing for the music for the ritual um of going to the rave for the people you know for all different kinds of things but you can't be well I'm not going to be I'm not going to tell you what you can't be but I think as ravers we shouldn't be judgmental or you know bitchy about it I think it's important to like check yourself about that because I've done that too you know and that's not cool Um, I think as long as nobody is hurting or causing harm to other people that you know you shouldn't combat that ignorance that that they have with your negative energy instead help them help them understand uh, be be their guide, and if you're not gonna be their guide, then shut up. You know what I'm saying? Leave it alone. Don't don't waste your energy. You know what I'm saying? And for example, myself, I'm trying to learn a lot about the rave scene and about the origins. Um, I know I've been in in the scene for six years, but I haven't been an act like I haven't been like completely enveloped in the scene um, as I'd like to be. Um, I just recently started doing that as I've taken the responsibility as as an influencer and starting this podcast, I've started to actually do research about, you know, where rave started, where the music comes from. And, you know, I'm still learning and I'm sure I've said things and I've posted things that are probably not correct or politically correct. And if and I've and people have corrected me before and I don't you know I don't get butt hurt because you know usually people are, are very nice about it or they'll DM me about it and try not to you know <laughs> make me look stupid but you know what I'm saying like I think we should just be conscious about that like 
if somebody doesn't know what they're talking about or if they say a DJ's name wrong, you know, you don't have to be a fucking dick about it. You know, there's a lot of ways to say a motherfucking name. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you have to, you got to be open and you have to not take things so seriously. Don't be, don't be a rave snob. You know what I'm saying? Don't be that. Just be chill and help your brothers and sisters out. And again, the scene means something different and provides a different kind of service for everyone, okay? Some people are going for specific artists that they fucking love. Some people are just going for the music in general. You know what I'm saying? They're not going for a specific artist. Can't be mad at people because they don't know who's playing. You know what I'm saying? Just get over it, all right? Some people are coming for the community because they don't have family outside of this this is their family they're coming to make a ray fam or to add you to their ray family and to build long-lasting relationships some people just go to dance some people are just shufflers you know what i'm saying uh some people are going for the whole shebang the whole experience the raves the dressing up the you know what i'm saying some people are just going for that just to dress up and look good I know there was a certain time in my rave career, my short rave career, that I was just going to look good and to stunt on Instagram. I've had a phase in my in my life where I was like that, and I don't, and I don't have nothing against that, but that is that didn't mean much to me, and it was it's a phase that I quickly got over because it made me not like it made me almost fall out of love with the scene because that is very superficial. It can be. It's it's not I don't want to down play anybody who just goes for that, but for me it was very superficial because I knew that I had a lot more to give to the community. So yeah, it's just important to just understand that everybody's going for a different reason and as a raver and as a person who practices plur, we have to respect that. We got to respect people's reasons for doing what they do. We don't have to like it and we don't have to engage in it, but we do have to respect it and just back away. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this us versus them mentality is just not good for any community, especially not ours, because our community is special. Our community is awesome. So we can't have that us versus them. We got to try to get rid of it. Okay, it makes it less welcoming to new people who want to come in. And it just goes against the fundamentals of plur like all together. So we just have to have to be more conscious about just how we how we're treating each other, new or old. I want to read this comment by this person named Most Stone. He was the person who wrote who put up the meme and asked everybody what do they think about what do they think about it and you know people had you know said a whole bunch of shit but then he responded to someone specifically because someone was getting smart you know they do that on reddit but he responded like this i'm sorry he was responding to the actual quote this is what he said most of the people who feel this way are the people who moan about how raves aren't quote what they used to be quote but ignore the fact that raves are part of a culture that is undergoing constant change with people, artists, promoters coming and going every day. A lot has changed from the 90s and early 2000s. Social media changed the way we communicate. Everyone is carrying a pocket computer with cameras attached, so nothing we do is private. Modern politics makes the world look like a hellscape. 
The world becomes more complicated as we progress and raves need to be able to keep up. I do feel bad for the old ravers who feel left out, but that is a feeling they impose on themselves, similar to hippies in the 70s and 80s who were missing the movement of the 60s. Times change. The world keeps on turning. The world and our cultures are constantly changing, and we can't reject people from this community because of our nostalgia of the past. I love it. I love, I love, love what he said. The last sentence is what really got me. You know, we can't reject people from this community because of our nostalgia of the past. And that past could be 20 years ago. It could be 10 years ago. It could be a couple years ago. It doesn't matter because I've seen it all over the Internet. Everybody has an opinion, even myself, you know. When I got into the scene in 2013, first of all, I was in Denver, totally different than Chicago. And that, even the music was different. It felt different. And I miss it. And I, a part of me wishes that it was kind of like that again, so new to me. Everybody, like, I wish, you know, I, I want to hold on to that nostalgia. And so I get that. I get how ravers from 20 years ago want to hold on to that piece you know what I'm saying that they that they remember and that's totally understandable but we do have to be adaptable this community and this music this ritual of the rave it has to be shared and it must be protected as well you know we got it and we protect it by keeping each other safe from harm um from being misinformed, from the people who are, you know, trying to take advantage. But, you know, sharing is an important part of a growth of a community. Basically, out of everything that I said today, as one raver to another, I just think that we have the responsibility, no matter if you're a part of the old school or the new school, if you've been raving for 20 years or two years, we need to infect people with the message of peace and truth, good vibes, love and acceptance, and overall just positive energy, y'all. Like, that's all we need to be focusing on, okay? Because this is our escape. This is where we come for peace, and we have to protect it. We have to protect each other, even if we have our differences, okay? It's not okay in this scene to be judgmental and to have that us versus them mentality. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. Hell, I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. It's okay. It's a part of human nature, but we have to just check ourselves and correct ourselves. That's pretty much it. That's all I'm asking that we do for one another. And that's what we need to do. We need to preserve and keep this sacred, this community sacred during these growing pains, during this constant change with technology and mass media, we have to keep it sacred within our beautiful and unique community. Not stressing about how different or special we are, you know, per that just perpetuates the us versus them toxic mentality, okay? So let's just be cool, be cool. <laughs> and let's just chill out everybody's welcomed here and we got to make sure that we practice what we peach I, I said peach preach you heard what I said 
okay? And if some people are coming for a good time and not a long time, we just got to be respectful of that and respect their journey and, you know, be adaptable to change. The people who adapt the easiest and the fastest are the most successful. And I want us to be a successful community. I want us to be a healthy community, okay? I want us to be a thriving community. So let's be flexible. Let's be respectful. Let's practice plur. And let's love each other and keep this fucking train moving, okay? I know this was a little short, but I think it's a strong message. I thought it was very interesting, and I thought we should talk about it, okay? Now, questions for you guys. Do you think six years later that this statement or topic is still relevant to the scene today? Do you prefer underground or overground events? Do you prefer small intimate gatherings versus massives? And what are some things that you like and dislike about the scene today? Those are my questions for you. You can send me your answers on Twitter at GiveMePlur. You can DM me at GiveMePlur on Instagram, or you can email me at plurpodcast at givemeplur.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys. This was awesome. Let's do it again next week, same time. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace, love, unity, respect. Give me plur out.